0: Hello, and welcome back to the Dentistry Podcast. Um, I'm here today with Rabia Mann, a practice owner at Bridge Dental Cosmetic Studio. Um, how are you today?
1: I'm good, thank you. A little bit sleep deprived, but good. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm not
0: bad, thank you. I'm not bad. I'm, I'm waiting for the sun to come out today, um, but it looks like it might not. How, how's it looking on your end?
1: Wet. Very wet.
0: <laughs> no. Oh no, no, I feel grateful. It's it's at least dry here. So <laughs> um so we're we're talking about um sort of juggling dentistry with with motherhood today. I thought it'd be a really good topic, seeing as it's something that, well, assuming a lot of um women in dentistry do go on to have families, it is a is a very big topic. Um and no. one that I don't think spoken about enough actually. Um sort of balancing dental work and owning a dental practice like yourself with motherhood. Um, so I know you've, you've got a little one, um, which we were talking about just before we started recording. Um, how, how are you finding motherhood so
1: far? Do you know what? It, it's actually wonderful. Um, but so it can be really tough at times as well. So Alana was born in January this year and it's been a roller coaster um, of emotions and tough days and, you know, recovering postpartum. And it, not, 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 not a lot of women talk about postpartum and, um, you know, you, you you dread the day of labour, but it's the, it's the part after <laughs> that recovery and the sleepless nights and the pain, that I think that was a tough part. And, you know, just trying to figure out what the baby wants. Um but honestly it's it's such a blessing. And um every time we see her, it just makes me smile and I just feel like I'm gonna explode out of love. Just her little smiles and she when she goes for a nap, I miss her. But then when she's not sleeping, I'm like, Please sleep. So such a a confusing chapter of my life but I love it so much and you know just as I was telling you earlier she's um four months now going through a bit of a sleep regression so last night she woke up at like three and then I couldn't go to sleep because I was funny enough thinking about brain surgery and I'm not sure why but (laughs) I need to google this because i was imagining that if you transplant a brain from one person to another will they have the memories of the last person so i spent three hours last night trying to figure that out and uh, yeah that's my current life right now but honestly motherhood is amazing it's even more amazing than i ever imagined and um yeah i love it best job in the world
0: that's see that's really nice to hear i love it when people when people say that um because <laughs> obviously four months can be quite a difficult time and you you like you said there's it's going to be ups and downs and i can imagine it's a roller coaster of, of emotions that that come your way mm. during this time especially and i hate to bring it up because i am trying to steer away from the subject but like you know during the last year as well it's been a particularly difficult time to to fall pregnant i can imagine and then obviously go through labor and 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 have a baby um but you you decided to not only uh, do it during the pandemic you also decided to buy your practice
1: during this time as well? Well, the practice came first and the baby came after. So it got a double surprise and the pandemic came after too. It was like a triple surprise. Wow. You know, we go, go hard or go home kind of thing, you know? Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And yeah. how, how has that been?
1: So um, we bought the practice last April, start of lockdown. Um, and, oh God. Uh, it's the same time, actually, I found out I was pregnant. So we kind of took over. I didn't realize I was pregnant. I was like painting, redecorating, and I was like, oh, I'm getting too old for this. I'm getting out of breath. I'm getting tired. <laughs> like, why can't I just do simple painting? And then I realized it's like, oh, hello. <laughs> so I had like two babies. Like, the dental practice was like a new baby, yeah, yeah. and then I had a baby. And as soon as we signed the papers, the doors of the practice had to be closed. Um, so our first thing, is, yeah, as bosses, was to lock down. So we had three months of lockdown. Yeah, And it was really, really tough, actually, if I'm honest. It was really, really tough because, you know, nobody knew what they were doing. We were just trying to figure out how to actually run a business, uh, let alone run it in COVID. And there was nobody who could give us the answers because nobody knew what they were doing. And every day you were getting new messages and, oh, this might happen and this might happen. And, you know, it, w- it was really tough because technically, although it wasn't a new practice, like we took over an existing practice, we counted as new business owners and that meant we couldn't have business grants, we couldn't furlough our staff. So, yeah, so we just, I think we just kind of winged it. We just kind of thought what we, what we thought was right. You know, we, we paid our staff, we didn't take our own paycheck. We kind of just told them to come in and, you know, random hours and just have a laugh with us and paint the practice and just kind of keep morale going. and. We, we, we kept the phone lines open even though we didn't have any instructions to do so because a lot of people were turning up at the door in pain so we knew we could see them but I was throwing like prescriptions out of the window I'm like here you go like just catch this and you know we just told them just give us a call we'll give me advice over the phone. time the steady legislation started coming out and so we just did our best to follow it and so yeah it's, it's, it's been a tricky year I have to say really really tricky
0: yeah i I think i agree those those first three months were really hard for everybody because it was just very unclear about how to go about it. You know the pandemic mm-hmm. was new and how it impacted dentistry was new and I just find it I find it crazy that it was twelve months ago that that you guys were all sharp um I think it's gone incredibly quickly um and it it makes me feel very grateful that things have progressed the way they have now and that we are aware of now. Um, and hopefully, um, we will continue to see improvements and, and sort of a drop in numbers as the year goes on. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes, definitely everything crossed. <laughs> um, but I mean, how how did you start your journey into dentistry? Um, so I know a lot of people have this goal of eventually owning a practice and and doing things the way they envision their their version of dentistry, I guess. Mm. Um, but how from the very beginning, how how why dentistry? Why did you decide to um, to to go into dentistry?
1: I actually answered this in one of your ninety second podcasts I and it was actually, yeah it was actually because um I was terrified of the dentist really like like petrified they, my mum had to tell me we were going to I don't know the nursery or somewhere else to get me to go to the dentist I would like scream my head off at, to be sedated for any dental treatment I just had a really traumatic childhood with really really bad dentists um, and so I think when I got to the age of 12 I just was so sick of being so petrified of something but I just kind of turned around and said to my dentist that I'm going to be a dentist and I remember him laughing his head off because he was just like you like you shit your pants every time you come in so but yeah so I yeah from that time I thought okay do you know what I'm going to be a dentist that no one is afraid of and I'm going to make them feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and I had a few you know I've got a very big family um, like 180 immediate cousins so yeah yeah, we're we're a big family and a lot of them decided to do dentistry and medicine and kind of I just saw how much they enjoyed it so just seeing their influence and then you know wanting to not be so afraid of something and you Mm -hmm. know make a change I kind of just from the age of 12 I decided I'm going to be a dentist.
0: And here you are. <laughs> you know what? I really find it quite impressive when people have this kind of dream from a young age when they're children and they actually follow it through.
1: I, it's I, funny because everybody else wants to do something different, like, you know, they want to yeah. be, do drama or art or, you know, be a teacher. And I'm like, yeah, i want to be a dentist. And they're like, what? Why do you want to it's be a so dentist? Specific. you know, it's something that might come to you. I mean, I know when you have to pick, essentially pick your options
0: for dentistry for dental school even when you're 16 you know when you're going into sick form so you do have to make if you, that decision quite early on but to have that that yeah. kind of I don't know that that dream from from that young age and follow it through I really like that um
1: yeah it really helps though because it helped me pick my subjects in school it helped me just have a focus and a goal and a drive so kind of helped me throughout I think
0: absolutely yeah I can imagine um do you feel you know it, that was the right
1: decision. Do you, how how do you find dentistry you Oh my you... gosh, I love it. I <laughs> absolutely love it, and it's, it's why I made my social media page. it's because I was I didn't realize how many people hate it. Um, I'm actually releasing a video uh, this week um, for 13 reasons why you hate dentistry. So I had loads of people send in their answers as to why they hate dentistry, and me and a friend basically did a video of how to kind of get around those things if you want to stay in the profession Um, but yeah it's it's the whole purpose of my social media to get everyone else to enjoy it and love it as much as I do and make dentistry fun because it is fun but there are some things like people that that they're afraid of that kind of hold them back from loving it Um, so hopefully that video will kind of get more people to love it
0: yeah for sure I think a lot of people say as well with dentistry it's like a combination of a a lot of things and you can really sort of get Mm. related with it as well
1: Um, so it incorporates art and science um, Absolutely. That's that's the that's the answer they give at interviews. Yep. I love working with my hands and you know yeah. helping people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the textbook answer. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, but here you are now. So to Bridge Dental Cosmetic Studio. Um, where where are you based? So Isleworth. Okay. Nice. Um. And how how have you found? So I know obviously you must have opened. Opened your doors again um, last summer, and how how have you found it from then till now? Um, have there been any challenges that you faced?
1: We started in COVID and yeah. with me pregnant, so <laughs> <laughs> the, what challenges did we not have? We had a pregnant, grumpy, vomiting principal with new staff that you know uh, were looking at us like, "Come on, give us guidance," and we are like, "We don't know what to do because we're waiting <laughs> for government guidance." <laughs> so yeah lots of challenges I have to say you know um hiring staff firing staff get you know just renovating of it you know obviously it's it's all been exciting and a huge learning curve but I think it was going from being well me my husband and my brother bought it together so me me and my brother are dentists and my husband's actually a chiropractor (laughs) but we kind of bought it together and um It was going from us self-employed academic individuals to business owners. And it's so different. They don't teach you that in dental school. So it's understanding how, because I actually started working in that practice in 2017. So I bought the practice that I worked in, yeah. So it was taking those employees that were, they were see me as a friend to now seeing me as a, as a boss. And so mm-hmm. it was all those uh, things that you don't realize behind the scenes and then understanding how business runs and, you know, the cost implication of things and buying the PPE, just trying to source it. And, oh my God, I think it was like we paid... A small deposit of a house for the PPE that we bought and then we had to buy storage to put the PPE into. Oh, Honestly I just I don't even know where to begin with the problems that we had but like like we say to each other we're like it's baptism on fire it's early up from here guys it's early up from here. <laughs>
0: you've got to keep saying that <laughs> but you've, you've you've been enjoying the process since um, things have maybe got a little bit more relaxed in terms of restrictions and you've managed to sort of bring the patients in because I feel like from the start of the year as well, patients were mm. sort of a lot less fearful of the dentist. There was a an un, sort of unfounded worries, I think, last year um, within the population that dentists, dental pl- uh, studios were sort of a, a, an unsafe place to be, which obviously we all know that is completely untrue. Um, mm. and we found patients being quite willing to come in now.
1: Yeah, do you know what, Gabby? Actually, we were always busy. Like in the three months that we were closed, we had over 400 phone calls. So every day we were answering the calls, helping problem, like helping people with their problems, so patients that weren't even hours that couldn't access their own dentists because they would closed the phone lines. So we had all those patients. And then when we opened, we called every single one of those patients back, seeing how they were, see if they needed an appointment, if, if it had been resolved and then we had all our existing patients that were just wanting to come in so we, were, we just didn't have the space to fit them and I think that's because we're NHS mixed practice that we were just so busy yeah, yeah. so other people would, were more private practice were struggling to get their patients back in again and we were struggling to keep them out so <laughs> and, and with all the social distancing there's only so many we could fit in the waiting room and it was all those struggles of having them queuing outside and then the girls having to go back and forth open the door take a temperature Patients complaining, why do we have to queue outside? And why do we have to wear a mask? And then slowly it became a norm when shopping centers started making them queue and wear masks and clean their hands. And then patients started becoming like, okay, that's fine, we'll do it. Um, So it was tricky, you know, changing the patient mindset and creating video content to explain what's going on and then calling them beforehand. It was just so much more admin and paperwork and training and retraining of staff. So we'll tell them one thing, and then a couple of days later, be like, oh, by the way, there's another 60-page booklet that's been released by, by X person. And now we're just going to change a few things here. Yeah. So, yeah, that, it was say, it was exciting.
0: Yeah, a little chaos I can imagine. Um, mm. Obviously, um, you, 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 you had your little one in, in January, which means towards the end yeah. of last year, you must have been quite uncomfortably and heavily pregnant. <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah (laughs) I stopped working in December so I stopped uh, two weeks just before the end of December so I was about yeah nine months pregnant because you actually have a baby at 40 weeks which I kind of realized near the close to the end of my pregnancy so yeah I had her on the 14th of January and yeah so I was very heavily pregnant at the end and wearing those huge black respirator masks was very oh. tough and i was just so sweaty and hot mm-hmm. i had the girls have deodorant on standby so my cover <laughs> top shut was just full of like impulse and everything strong that i could find and i'd be like a yeah. okay, girl spray time between each patient I'm Like, okay spray spray because <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't even have the aircon on because that was the guideline of course so
0: not.
1: yeah
0: how <laughs> how's, it, how's it been balancing um being a business owner and and motherhood um Maybe pre-birth and post-birth, I know obviously that there's different challenges, I can imagine, being pregnant and then when the baby arrives. But how, how has it been balancing the
1: two? Well, I have to say I'm really lucky. Because I bought the practice with my husband and my brother, I had a great support network. Yes. So, you know, it, the whole idea of us buying the business together was, um, because my brother has Crohn's disease, sometimes he gets a flare-up and he's off work. And then, you know, if I ever wanted to go, well, my husband's from Australia, if he ever wanted to go back or if I did maternity leave, we could help each other out. So it's been really amazing. That I've managed to take this, this time off and actually be with my daughter because my husband and my brother have been managing it all. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, when I look at women looking to my practices, they always ask me like, when's the right time? And I always say. It's not about the time, it's about the support network. So when you know, like if you're planning, especially if you're planning to have a family, you need to know you've got someone to rely on because the first few weeks, months are so hard, you know, especially if you've got a traumatic labor that that recovery period, you can't you can't be running a business no. at the same time because you just won't recover, you need to be off for a while. And so you need to leave the business with somebody that you trust. So I have to say, I'm really lucky that they have just been doing everything. And then in the background recently, I've just been doing, you know, um, indeed job searches and hiring some staff and, you know, um, managing any patient complaints from home and just writing, responding to them and um, just kind of handling things in the background. So that's been quite um, easy to do while I'm off Um, and everything else I've left it to them too.
0: That's nice. It sort of eases you back in as well, I guess, you know, if you're still keeping still got some involvement but it doesn't put too much stress yes. on you so you don't feel you have too much on your plate
1: um well I had to go back in um because my brother was unwell a few weeks back so I had to go back in and my baby's exclusively breastfed so I took her with me to work <laughs> so she was in the back office with my husband and in between patients I was like let me feed her let me go back in let me feed." Her. it was honestly not, just not fun everyone was like oh I wish we could have done this with our babies I'm like no you do not wish <laughs> to do this.
0: No, you don't not. want to do this <laughs> no honestly
1: Because the baby's only in the back of your mind
0: yeah yeah well, I mean was it did, did it work out okay though did you manage to see the patients and, and,
1: and, and- yeah I did and it was really understanding because my staff were really good they told them look, your dentist is off sick if you want to read you can or Dr Mark like his sister's coming in she's yeah. happy to see but she's obviously she's got a baby and she might be popping in and out and patients were like no we'll see her so I had quite a few come in so I was like in out in out and then my husband was like trying to nap her in the back and take her for a walk so it was daddy daycare in the back um, and then I'd run out thinking okay she's ready for a feed and he'd disappear with her for a nap so <laughs> it wasn't exactly how I planned because in the morning I'd written out a schedule I was like okay she will wake up at 7am I will feed her 7.15 we will leave house age 20 I will feed her at uh, 10 to 9 and then I'll see patient at 9 and then yeah nothing nothing it just did not go to plan I, no my mom's like this is a baby not a robot and I'm like yeah we need, to, we need to train this baby so that I can actually see the patients and no it didn't work She's everything the opposite yeah so well, at least you did it though. You should pat
0: yourself on the back for that one. That's not
1: easy to juggle. <laughs> Honestly, I came home and passed that with her, and I was like, "Oh my god, Thank you.
0: that is amazing." Um, well, that's really good. You've got you've got your brother and you've got your husband to to sort of um, lean on during this time. Um, I can imagine, though, it, I, as a as a as a woman um, who, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. I know you you said that the two all okay, came. This all these events came in at once. But do you think this? um women who may want to you know have a family etc. do you reckon that is a factor that people seriously consider when it comes to buying a practice and do you think it could perhaps put people off put women off buying a practice um
1: i think so yeah i, I think if i wasn't buying it with my husband and my brother i wouldn't have done it um it's it takes a lot of your time i think as, as associates as employees we don't realize how much goes into running a business um there is so much behind the scenes. Like even like the other, like let's say a couple of weeks back on a Saturday, we thought, okay, let's have like a day off. I said to my husband, let's not look at the phone, just leave it. But you can't say that. You have to still leave it on in the background in case the staff call you. So I had the I had the receptionist calling, to say, Oh, the um all of a sudden the card machine went down and surgery on suction's not working. Oh, by the way, the electricity just went out. I'm like, what? <laughs> so like things like that can happen. And it's like, oh, okay. So and you know, we went out for lunch last week. and um, we thought, oh, that would be nice. And then my husband's getting calls that, oh, by the way um what did he what happened this time honestly (laughs) i feel like there's always something and was like oh oh, yes the phone lines stopped working so he was like the patients can't call in and we can't call out so 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 it was like while while we were eating in the restaurant he's just like la la la," calling up you know bt and then putting a a message on our website to say phone lines are down and so you know there's there's so many things you can never switch off so i think if you want to have a family definitely don't put your don't be put off by in practice but just make sure you have contingency plans and people to take care of things and people that you can rely on like even when i'm going back now i was just talking to my brother yesterday he was like how do you want to come back into work and i said let's start with a half day because i don't know how baby's going to react so i'm going to go in half day do a nine to two and then he'll do the two to eight. so you know i have that kind of freedom to do that
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah so, that's really important that's what all i'd say to the the women looking to buy a practice do it because it's amazing i love being a boss i've always wanted to be one but it's really really hard and a lot goes into it a lot does mentally emotionally physically and and your time as well and babies take up so much of your time so and so does it's like i have two babies
0: (laughs) yeah i can i can see that um but no, I think I think you made a good point there is make sure you've got sort of a secure support network as well. Mm. Um sounds sounds extremely important, um, particularly if if you do have a have a newborn and, and you and you're and you're a practice owner. Um, I mean obviously some women may not have families or may not want to have a family. Um uh but there's I just I feel like there's a lot of women who aspire to buy practices, um, and obviously motherhood is something that 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 they have to consider perhaps a little bit more than and their male counterparts um you
1: know it's actually more women than male men sorry because I, I did a poll on my instagram once and i asked how many people want to buy a practice and i looked at the voters it's about 200 and i would say about 80 percent of them were female i tipped yes so they wanted
0: that's great to hear that's uh, that's mm. you know, it's amazing that people that women want to own a practice and, and, and want to be a boss and, and things like that um it's just mm. i i i can imagine it can be quite, be quite a daunting prospect um balancing yeah. motherhood um so um i thought would be yeah be a great a great topic
1: for today um well i actually created a whatsapp group with there's about i think 14 of us women that own dental practices that have babies so yeah so i just i just tap in occasionally with them and i'm like okay by the way like yesterday i was talking to them about my baby's sleep regression and then the other day i was talking to them about the new um nhs targets so it's great and you know asking them about what are the rules of you know if you're going to fire someone how do you do it like so it's really good like we've got each other to kind of rely on so it's really really nice I think it also
0: probably helps that they're going through the same thing that you are mm-hmm. as well so the problems that you might come across or the feelings that you're feeling
1: um, yes mum <laughs> guilt is real yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly and and you know no matter how much uh, you know people around you are there for you I think sometimes it can be just some other people who are going through the same thing it can take just to reassure yeah. you that you're doing you're doing a good job if you see what I mean it can be really helpful
1: yeah absolutely
0: um, so I mean for women who are perhaps aspiring to buy practices or to buy a practice even what would be your tips or them or your advice what have you learned over the last year that you wouldn't have known previously
1: tips hmm. <laughs> it takes up a lot of your time a lot a lot a lot of your time it's very much 24 7 job if you're not willing to give it the time if you think you know that you don't have the time to give don't do it Um, I I think I underestimated how much time it would take as well. Um, That's my number one thing, I would say time. Um, I'd also say I'd reiterate that support network so far. I'd definitely say do that because that's everything. Um, and, And there's never really a right time and it's going to be really, really hard. Um, you know and if you're going to have children it's even harder and mum guilt is real and business guilt is real actually you know when I'm off with baby I sometimes feel bad that I'm not taking care of the business and when I'm focusing on the business you know if I'm like there texting and trying to sort out things I feel really bad that my baby's just kind of sitting there so either way you're going to feel guilty so you know you have to take time for yourself and it's really good to have even not just a family support network but even women in a similar situation so if they are wanting to be added to the group I'll happily add them and um I would say that make sure you have a really good reason why you want to buy a practice. You know, have a really solid why that will keep you motivated in the tough days. And, you know, make sure that reason isn't money. Because a lot of people think that they're going to make so much money and have so much more freedom when they have a business. You do in some aspects have more freedom in the sense that I can now go in half day when I want. I don't have a boss telling me you have to come back X time. You know, I am in control of that. But I'm also not in the sense that I do have to go back because if I'm not working my own business, it's going to, it's going to suffer financially. And now I have to pay the mortgage off. So it, it's there's pros and cons. And, you know, money is not a good motivator because I feel like I'm making a similar wage to what I was before. So, Mm. you know, make sure there's things like autonomy, creative freedom, you know, Mm. being your own boss, all these kind of reasons above money. Um, You know, especially when you're going to get a call on a Saturday morning telling you that suction's broken, electricity's out, your staff's quitting and, you know, one of them's got COVID and now they're going to transfer it to everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) You you need to have something else as a motivator, definitely. (laughs) Um,
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. so
1: I, 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 would, I would definitely say focus on your why mm-hmm. understand why you really want to buy a business and then kind of work out the integrity of how you're going to do it and who's going to help you do it yeah
0: no that sounds like great advice um you definitely don't want to, to go into it for the wrong reasons it's for everybody I can imagine it's probably the biggest financial decision they'll make in their lives um
1: to absolutely
0: you want to make sure you're going into it uh for ah, oh, like yes. you said there's gonna time. be times when when you know the money might not be coming in to the level that you want it to so you need to grasp onto something else to keep you keep you motivated and keep
1: pushing oh definitely definitely (laughs) there has has to be something else for sure
0: yeah no i can imagine i can imagine well i'm glad to hear you're enjoying it that's um
1: oh i really do
0: yeah no i like that it's nice um and you know you can you can get back and and when when the little one gets a little bit older you can um you can balance it how you want it and i can imagine that level of like you said autonomy and uh, how, you, mm. how you run the business how involved you get with the, the clinical side um, i can imagine is 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 quite nice um you mm. sort of shape it how you want it
1: um well yeah you, you hire the staff that you want you build that kind of vision because i know a lot of people want to buy up loads into practices and do, eventually like to buy a couple more but right now i really want to focus on this this is my baby and growing it and making it really like fun for the patients and the staff and for them to really enjoy coming into work you know i, I want them to come to work and be excited for it and they always like they said to me recently when I popped in they're like, Robert, you just come in for five minutes and everyone's happy for the rest of the day. And I'm like, Oh, that's really nice to hear. And like and that's what I want everyone to feel like when they come to work and be excited about their jobs because you spend most of your life doing your job and if you're miserable, that you know <laughs> it's time to change your career or just change the way you're looking at things. So I, I think I really I really, really am um, happy doing what I'm doing but there are there are going to be tough days. And yeah. I'll tell that to yeah. everyone. Uh, just because somebody loves their job and like, like I do and a lot of people say that to me oh you love your job but we don't it doesn't mean I love it every aspect of it <laughs> yeah. uh, but you make the, the best of it you know
0: yeah yeah you do and I think a solid team as well is key to that I always say when it comes to jobs a lot of the time obviously you've got to enjoy what you're actually doing but a large part of it comes from having a solid team behind you and, and have enjoying the time you spend with your colleagues because as you pointed out you do spend more time at work than you do with a lot of your your loved ones a lot of the people that you spend time with um, so it's important to have that um yeah a, a solid solid team um that will, will enjoy working together and look forward to coming to work um, but if you i thought i was finishing this question um, i changed it up recently um, if you if, if you couldn't work in dentistry what do you reckon you'd work in? What, what, career, what other careers were on the table?
1: I literally have no clue. I, bet, <laughs> I wanted to do this since I was 12. I wasn't a normal child. I didn't want to be a ballerina or anything <laughs> else. No, if there was a job that paid me to travel, I would do that. That's the only thing that would make me leave dentistry, if they just paid me to, just, to travel and just it's tell true. me how great, you know, I can rate it up, like, yeah, love this hotel, love this food. You love this country, yeah. That's <laughs> so totally that crazy. is the only <laughs> job. So is
0: that, is that what you like to do, in, I mean, obviously, pre-COVID? Is that yeah. what you like to do in your, in your sort of time off,
1: was it travel? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge traveler. I love to travel. It was funny because my husband's applying for my uh, spousal visa to Australia because um, I think he needs to be out there for a bit. And uh, he was writing down the list of countries that we did in the last 10 years for the visa and he was like, oh my God, it's like, there's so many. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, there's been a gap for the last year, damn COVID and you think this sort itself out so I can travel. Yeah, I
0: it. yeah, it really does. It really does. what so, um been your favorite place that you visited, do you reckon?
1: I love Jordan, Petra. Um, that was amazing. We were like, did like 27 miles in one day and I did my ankle in. But it was just, it was incredible just seeing all the old history. And just, I love hiking in like nature. My husband likes like Dubai and he likes all the countries, but he was saying, oh, well, let's go back to Dubai. And I'm like, no, it's so man-made. I really like, like Bosnia and Croatia, like seeing all the natural beauties. It's incredible. So definitely, I have to say Jordan was amazing and I love Turkey. The food oh, is great. Nice. the weather's always good and everything's
0: yeah, really cheap say, it's, a, it's a good all-rounder there in terms of sun <laughs> I think that I, 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 yeah I'm I'm being very motivated I'm I, a bit in the same way I like to go to places where there's nice scenery and, and there's lots to do lots, lots of places to sort of walk and, and and hike um and I'm I'm never really that motivated by beaches as such um mm-hmm. I, I, I don't mind a beach day here and there but I would rather sort of do a lot of things and get as much yeah. country as I can but I mean right now the only thing I have my eye on is sun and I, I genuinely make <laughs> <laughs> a holiday anywhere where there's some guaranteed sun at the moment um I just I, I feel very deprived of of um vitamin D to be honest I, I just uh, yeah and this may has been so rubbish I just I would be okay I think April was good maybe that's why yeah 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 um anyway thank you so much I know I, I don't know if uh, yeah you're, 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 <laughs> what's your baby's name you say Alana Alana,
1: yeah. yeah no, I don't know if she's
0: about to wake up or, um, or anything like yes, that. Yes, at that time, the
1: finish is about now, but what yeah. I did was yeah. triple, <laughs> <a> triple <laughs> swaddled her and shoved her the milk into to keep her asleep. <laughs> they probably <were laughs> sedated. Well, thank you so much for
0: taking time out of your morning uh, to chat to me today. Some really good advice here. I think a lot of people find really useful and, and reassuring as well. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Thank you so
1: much for asking me to be on here. Thank you. No worries. Thank you so much.